All right, and we are good to go. So first off, thank you guys so much for coming on. Um, it's been, a, took a handful of months to, to get this ready, but again, like Jeff said before, it's 2020. So that's just the way things go, right? Um, I, I wanted to jump right into it. The first thing was, I wanted to get both you guys' perspectives on the Florida lock, or sorry, the nothing happening in Florida with regards to a lockdown compared to California, where it's the total opposite. I, I just wanted to get your guys' takes on that to start. Go ahead, Jeff. Well, I mean, each 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 state's kind of playing it differently, right. obviously, depend, depending on their numbers, which, you know, it's I've said it before on our show, your, your solution to the problem is always going to be off if your premise is fucked up. Right. 300,000 people haven't. I mean, again, let me preface this. People are getting sick from COVID without a doubt. Long story short, can we trust these numbers when which they're using to necessitate these certain lockdowns and restrictions? Um, to per state by state, it's, I mean, it's really hard to say. Each, like I said, each governor and even their county executives and their county health people, it's kind of up to their discretion. It's just, uh, it's messed up, man. It's messed up. You know, people, again, you know, the, the first round of the lockdowns was all kind of fucked up. People were, at, people were made to make a choice of like trying to make a living or, or following these restrictions. And at first we weren't really sure. Now that we're hearing from, even from the CDC's numbers that of the 300,000 or whatever, nine, 10% or 9,000 or whatever it was have actually died from COVID. Everything else has been comorbidity. So it's like not to get right. too deep down to it, but people have died from so much more. We just haven't shut down the freaking planet based off those things. And like Klaus Schmidt said, Klaus Schwab rather, they're going to use this. They're going to use this as an opportunity. This was created, I do believe, whether it was Wuhan or wherever this was created. And they're going to use this to bring about this great reset, the fourth industrial revolution, the technocracy. Sorry, that's a long-winded answer, but uh, no, no, no. Well, is, uh, yeah, no, and I'll, I'll add to that if I can. Uh, you know, it tells you which governors are compromised by big tech, big pharma, and China. Right. Yeah. You know, and I've said this before on our show, and I'll say it again throughout history, there's been four major groups that have been the most powerful people on the planet. First, it was the conquerors, the Genghis Khans. Then it was religious leaders. Then it was presidents of nations. And now it's the CEOs of big tech and big pharma. And 95% of big tech and big pharma's products are manufactured where? In China. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they are working in conjunction with China. And they are, in my mind, you know, the Bill Gates of the world, you know, he bragged in, a, in an interview. <laughs> You know, his father was the, the head of, of Planned Parenthood and certainly started it. These people are eugenicists. They, they literally want to call the population by, what, roughly 7 billion people eventually. Yeah. Um, they're, they're truly, truly satanic, evil human beings. And, uh, and, you know, your president or prime minister, whatever you want to call him, Trudeau, is definitely in their pocket, 100%. And many of the leaders around the world, including Merkel and you know a bunch of others, um, these people, I think, you know, with with what's happening, you're witnessing a, a, an uncovering of of everything, of every evil that literally these people have ever done. Sorry, intentional uh, uncovering or unintentional? I think it's intentional. I think it's it's intentional and it can't be stopped. And I think. I think there will be citizens and nations like Germany and Canada. In my mind, I got, I got suspended on Facebook for 30 days for saying that Justin Trudeau deserves to be hung for what he's done to his citizens. Um, so, you know, this is, this is a very, <clears throat> this is the deliberate release of a virus. Is there, there's, a, more, 
there's more coming. There's more coming. You know, and so I, I try to explain to people, you know, to ask your most liberal friends this question. Right. And get them to understand something. Because they will agree with you on this first part. Ask the most the, the most left-leaning person you know. Can we agree that war is a racket simply to steal the resources of nations and make billions upon billions of dollars? Can we agree on that? And they'll say, yeah, we can agree on that. They go, yeah. okay, now let me, let me explain to you that asymmetrical warfare, what we're wit- witnessing right now with PSYOPs and uh, release of a, of a, a weaponized virus, you think, because Jeff and I had her on our show with proved through documentation, Pentagon documents, Ileana Gakanshaiva uncovered that America alone had 25 bioweapons laboratories that encircled Eurasia. And if you think big pharma and weapon uh, and, and uh, modern nations, developed nations like China, America, and Russia, and others, would spend billions of dollars to create and weaponize viruses only to leave them in test tubes and not release them and make billions of dollars, you are high as a type. Right. Okay. So now, at what point do you guys uh, believe that, or maybe may not believe, when martial law could be instituted, not just in the U.S., but around the world, and be justified and be, you know, in a reasonable sense, or do you not see that as a possibility? <clears throat> oh, it's coming. We've already, I mean, look at it. They've, everybody's right. already been, everybody's already been conditioned for it, right? Right. All the lockdowns, stay-at-home orders, all this other stuff. Everybody's, you're already in martial law. It's, yeah, they're exactly. Not, they're just not shooting you yet, okay? <laughs> so, um, it's coming, um, in my mind, right after Christmas here in the United States. Got you. What do you think? Well, and, and when Trump, I think, I don't, I don't see Trump turning around. If he does, he does. I don't think that changes the direction of where we're going. But I do believe we're looking at many of possible false flags. But keep your eye out for the white supremacist false flag uh, here in America, or mostly likely here in America. They've been talking about it forever. Um, with really kind of, I mean, the Proud Boys is like ran by a Mexican guy, I think it is. But anyway, they're going to use these kind of militias, these supposed right wing groups, as, as as being so radical, and then something's going to happen under the guise of them. I think the civil, all of it, like Pat said, we're already in a certain level of martial law. Martial law, it just hasn't necessarily gone kinetic yet, as far as them aggressing on us. But the powder keg is packed. Now all we need is, you know, some kind of incendiary device to blow this up. Who knows what it exactly is? But yeah. They're already in place. When we, yeah. when this all first happened, the um, the military and the National Guard were already deployed to most of these cities. Um, I don't know if they necessarily activated them, but they've already kind of put these mechanisms in place. And it's so weird, man. It's I would never want. That's what we fear, right? The martial law, Fed, the Fed's taking over. You know, boots on the ground. That scares the shit out of all of us. But no, and nobody wants it. But this is a part of the fucking psyop all summer. These BLM, these all these motherfucking paid people have been tricking off all summer, burning shit down, and we've all sat around like, what the fuck? Where are the police? If I go to the quick trip and knock it over, believe me, and try to hold people hostage, I'm getting swatted. Mm. And that's not a racial thing. I'm saying if any normal person does that, so why are these chazes, why are these places allowed to pop up? Because they're pushing us, they're pushing us, they're pushing us. And when I say us, I mean just any God-loving fucking just normal human being who's Just we're over it. We're over it because of COVID. We're over it because of this bullshit, you know, social unrest. And now we're over it because we've been so fraudulently fucked over in this election. I'm not a Trump guy. I'm not a Biden guy. Two sides of the same coin, in my opinion. But if if this shit can go down, 
in an American election, there will be no trusted American election again. We are in a banana republic, not even just the United States, around the fucking world. You see what's happening. Right. But, so, yeah. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, with that being said, and this might uh, warrant a, a bit of a, a longer answer from the both of you, but what do you guys see with respects to the narrative of China versus Russia? Is China the real threat where Russia the last 10 years was more of just a narrative kind of thing? Or what do you guys see when you take a step back and you look at the big picture? Well, I, for me personally, China is in the one belt, one road, the emergence of the one belt, one road, now the rail system, the road system, and then the maritime route, which is called the, the um, string of pearls. They're, they're essentially kind of the beta test or the model, if you will, for this new technocracy, social credit, et cetera. Russia is definitely on board with that and has, it's, I've been, it's so crazy how I've been learning lately how deeply Russia has been infiltrating our country and basically communism for fucking decades, man, and decades. And a part of this is a big tech transfer. The, the country that's going to be leading this technical technological transformation is Israel. And no one really talks about that. Right. But you, also, you have all of these players involved. You have Israel. You have Russia. You have all of this reshaping. Look at all these peace deals right. in Israel with Bahrain, with Oman, and all these countries. This is all a part of what they call a greater Israel project. So, I mean, this is obviously a chess game, but we're definitely going to see more skirmishes playing out. We said this fucking ages ago on the show where you start seeing conflicts geopolitically in Eurasia, odds are eight out of nine out of 10, that's gonna be where the rail and the route's going through. You look right. at what's going on in the stands with the Uyghurs, that's all along that route. You look at what's going on in Azerbaijan and Armenia, that's right along that route as it goes into Turkey and into Europe, right. Northern India and China and those skirmishes. Like this is, this is all part of the geopolitics that's playing out. And you know, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy time to fucking be alive, man. Oh, 100%. Yeah, and, you know, on top of that, um, you know, what, you know, the Chinese obviously are doing this to us along with their their buddies in big tech and big pharma and our government. Uh, so many have been compromised and, and bought out and, and bribed and everything else. They're all guilty. Um, numerous, numerous people on both sides of the aisle are guilty of this. But one thing that, that is not being brought up and talked about either uh, also, is the Wahlberg family in Sweden. There was a hearing not that long ago um, where an aide to um, to uh, somebody that worked in the consulate, uh, one, one of our one of our diplomats, let's let's just put it that way, mm. was on the phone with President Trump, and uh, President Trump was trying to get basically investigations done worldwide on our politicians and, and Clintons and Obama and their dirty dealings, the Bidens, everybody else. So he had, he had secured, this is why you saw some of these military deals go through uh, because they agreed to do these investigations and hand over the information on all these, all these criminals within our government. Right. Right. Um, and also uh, president Trump knows and not very many people know, and I had to be alerted by a guy from Sweden, lived in Sweden, who had investigated the Wahlberg family from Sweden for many, many years. The Wahlberg family owns, and I'm not talking like the actor, Wahlberg, the, yeah. a, a, very, a very wealthy family in Sweden, the Wahlberg, who have basically controlled communication um, since radios were invented. They were the ones that, that allowed and facilitated um, communications to develop um, in times of war, especially, right? And they, they've been in control of communications ever since. And Trump 
asked during that call, what about Sweden? I want to know about Sweden. Right. And so he knows, he knows about the Wahlberg family and he knows that he needs them on our side because the Wahlberg family, that that's how that microprocessing plant got moved from Taiwan to Arizona. And those microprocessors are what a nation needs to continue developing. And China can't continue to, to develop. China eventually goes dark without those microprocessors. So that that pissed China off in a big way because now they're scared. Now they're scared. And 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 I said the other day on uh, Instagram video I did, if somebody releases that information and that technology, they're ass shot on site because that. That right there um, is so important in this war. The Wahlberg family has the power, literally, to flip a switch and turn the country of China off and send them into the dark ages. If they want. I, think, I think they own Ericsson. I'm not sure. But no, that semiconductor com- company you're talking about. See, this is a part of the asymmetrical warfare. No shots are being fired, but countries are being taken down. It's called the Taiwan Semi-Manufacturing Company. It's like the main semiconductor producing manufacturing company in the world. So many other companies design them, but these guys actually manufacture them. And Trump's made it. So Huawei, that that tech company in China, that was the heart of the, like what drove their technological machine with these semiconductors. And now they can't get access to them. So now they are super compromised there, but we're kind of letting them set up this technological infrastructure, you know, face cameras and everything. And then they'll slowly, not slowly, there could be a hard war, but they'll be basically phased out because you look at companies or organizations like ASEAN, the Association of Southeast Asian Nations, which aren't necessarily rolling with China so much. And the U.S. is making deals with all these countries, which are a part of ASEAN, Malaysia, uh, the Philippines, everything. So it's all kind of shifting, but they still need China for now. But China is growing like a champ. If you look at the places they're developing and building in Africa, I mean, it's, it's full on. Like, it's really crazy because the grand chessboard is changing so very fast right now, but through more nonlinear asymmetrical warfare, they're able to get so much more done so quicker, so much quicker, because no one wants to see people getting blown up and dying. It's just bad PR for whatever country. Right. So when, when you speak you do it on of, the low, uh, I'm sorry. sorry. No, no, I'm just saying when you do it on the low, you know, clandestine ops, cyber ops, chemical stuff, propaganda, covert stuff. I mean, it's just, it's out of sight, out of mind, but so much behind the scenes is changing. Right. So now, because we've taken this kind of global perspective, like you said, uh, Jeff, with the grand chessboard, so to speak, what are your guys' uh, perspectives, if you even have any, on the Iranian uh, assass- the assassination of the Iranian nuclear um, physicist scientist over there? Do you guys think it was Israel? Do you think it's a bit of a distraction uh, of to, to distract from what's going on here? Or what do you well, guys think? Well, I think it's definitely not a distraction. There's a power struggle. I forget his name. Who was the general that they killed over there? I forget his name. Soleimani. Yeah. Um, Soleimani. So they took yeah. they took him out. They took the nuclear guy out. Um, and then they took somebody else out like a couple of days after that. So right. in my humble opinion, just through my research, and who knows, I could be wrong, you know, as well as the greater... Israeli project there's a new kind of Persian empire they're building over there and there's a huge power struggle going on behind the scenes in Iran I mean there always was because the the, Iran's more controlled by the west especially the spiritual side the mullahs more than people realize like when the Ayatollah Khomeini came in to take out the Shah he was chilling in Paris protected by the west until we decided to bring him in and get rid of the Shah so I mean there's so right now man there's a Rouhani he's Western schooled, Western taught. I mean, he's he's definitely Western controlled as well as under the thumb of Israel, in my humble opinion. And so there's a power struggle going on. Soleimani was trying to make peace with the 
Saudis. And I think even Saudi, Saudi Arabia is kind of under, is under the thumb of the West and Israel as well. So I believe there's some, almost like here in the U.S., there's a real legitimate power struggle within these governments as to which direction they're going. It's like some, some of them are more war hawkish and hardliner and right. uh, the globalist, if you will, and others are a little bit more traditional as far as how they want their country to proceed. So these internal wars, like any time in power and politics and dynasties, et cetera, you have these assassinations and power struggles, you know, sometimes the military and the government or whatever. So there's definitely more to this. And uh, as much as, you know, we always got to have that boogeyman. So kind of Iran, any Islamic country is kind of our boogeyman. But again, mm. countries like Iran are way more ran by the West than people realize. Yeah. And Suleimani was, you know, one of my, one of my connections to the intelligence world is a, uh, a guy that I, I can't even say his name and he doesn't even have a, he doesn't even have his real name anymore because he was in the agency. Um, and his, his history, his history is, it's incredible. Um, I mean, he and, he and one of his good buddies, um, they were in the military, were running uh, guerrilla teams against each other, destabilizing nations in South America, right? Um, so then he was an agency guy, an intel guy, and uh, now he owns technology companies, uh, cell phone companies in North Africa, that, that way they can track people. Um, and, you know, he explained it to me this. I said, I, I said, all right, what's going on with the Iranian general getting whacked? And he said, well, he was an expert in asymmetrical warfare. And word, word is that Suleimani sent a bunch of his, his soldiers over and got them sick on purpose in Wuhan and then flew them all over the world to spread this thing as fast as they could. Mm. So oh, no. the plan. So Suleimani, that's why Suleimani got whacked. Uh, because he's an expert in, in uh, asymmetrical war. I okay that okay that makes that makes a lot of sense. Um, the and, next and we know Sorry. that and we know that the Iranians, you know, through that uranium one deal that Clinton facilitated and made a shitload of money off of, um, and a bunch of other corrupt politicians did as, as well. Um, that 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 uranium coming from from our land going to Russia and then obviously making its way, some of it making its way into Iran to, to, you know, be turned into you know, weapons. Um, you know, that's, that's why the, that's why, they, that's why the scientists got killed. Gotcha. Wow. That, that's, that's some pretty crazy stuff. But the, the next thing I wanted to ask was your guys' perspectives on Snowden and Assange. And the reason why I bring that up is because in the last handful of weeks, maybe you guys have seen what's been going on on social media of uh, them, people wanting Trump to pardon them. Um, yeah. Well, Lindsey Graham, Lindsey Graham, uh, South Carolina senator, yeah. who was in on arming ISIS with John McCain, they facilitated it. Um, we, we strongly believe that through an offshore company, they own, own a big portion of arsenal weapons manufacturing in Bulgaria that was making the weapons that were going to, to ISIS. But he, he tweeted um, you know, that Pres President Trump should not, uh, should not pardon uh, Snowden uh, because he was a traitor. And Snowden uh, then retweeted it and com commented and said, there was not one thing that I did, not one secret that I revealed got anyone killed. Not a single person got killed because of the information I gave out. It actually revamped and is currently being used um, as a reason to revamp what, what the government has done to the citizens and what they tried to do to Trump. Um, so, you know, I tell you what, 
people, a lot of people like Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, Republicans. These guys are bad, bad people, man. They're in the pocket of China as well. They, if, if Trump, if Trump is who he says he is, and I'm starting to believe finally a little more early on, I believe he was a white hat, but now I think he's just flat out pissed off. Man. I think he is, I think that he is going to bring rain hellfire down on these people. And everybody's going to get exposed for the shit bags that they are. I'm, I can't imagine the thousands of people be arrested. Uh, if, if I just, I just see it going down when, when that martial law uh, hits here after Christmas, I think they're going to be scooping people up. I mean, if they don't, if they don't scoop people up, then I see citizens absolutely revolting, 100 percent in this country. What do you think, uh, Jeff Snowden and uh, Assange? You know, I, it's oddly enough, I never. I never followed it too much, kind of like a tertiary following. For me, right. just hearing what they said, like Snowden, Snowden, for example, what, what did he say that we didn't already know? Like they're watching you like a motherfucker. Right. Like we know they've been, but now obviously it's a more organized um, kind of project and program to be able to, you know, fusion centers where they can, you know, listen for buzzwords and all that other shit. And even, even Assange, I mean, Daniel Ellsberg in the Pentagon Papers was the first one to write about, specifically write about atrocities and war, particularly Mi Lai, where they rounded up all these people in this South, South Vietnamese village and didn't kill them. Like really? war crimes happen. So that big video he did, Collateral Murder, yeah, it's fucking sucks. And it's like incredibly difficult to watch. But we know our governments and other governments in war do that shit. Nothing was necessary. I didn't hear anything about the black market economy of funneling people and children and body parts and weapons mm -hmm. and drugs. You know, I didn't hear who really did 9-11, who really smoked JFK. I mean, it's like, I don't know. Right, yeah. Kind of, and I could, I, like I said, I haven't gone into it as much. It really sucks. And as kind of somewhat of a journalist, somebody who sometimes speaks against organized narrative, it's actually really crazy that they can just round people up and hold them right. you know, without really trial. I mean, that's, that's bullshit. But for me, it's kind of, I don't know. I mean, I, like against Snowden in particular, I don't, I really don't know shit about him as yeah. much. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that is. But when when you guys take a look at, for example, someone like um, George Soros, which I've heard you guys mention in a few of your episodes before, what, what specific? We know he's got branches all over the place and connections everywhere. But what do you think someone like him are, are specifically focusing on right now, currently, with what's going on? I mean, well, it's an implement. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I mean, it's just the implement. It's it's. This has been such a multi. This has been going on for decades. Right. You know, we've been infiltrated by the ilk of George Soros. I mean, going back fucking you know, a long fucking time. You know, I hate to say it, but McCarthy, Eugene McCarthy, or the he was right. This country's been fucking infiltrated. And yeah. So this is kind of their end game right now, because now we're moving into possible mandatory vaccines and the elimination of cash and digital contact tracing. So, I mean, I think his job is to right now do what he's been continuing to do because it's ordo ab chaos. They mm. want to bring order to the chaos they created. So they got to, they got to burn shit down and, you know, create all this chaos so they can then come in and save the fucking day. And right. so that's why there's so many parts to this now. Fuck, you know, after 2016, we said it so many times on the show, man, this next election is going to be fucking nuts. Simply right. from the sociological standpoint of they're going to divide us on everything we're already divided on race, religion, politics, because it was crazy in, in 2016. Right. Families breaking up and shit like that. And like, I'm like, 2020 is going to be crazy. Now have they not only played all these groups off against each other, now they've added fucking 
psychological trauma, if you will, from people having lockdown and COVID. Look how many people are killing themselves and all this crazy shit. Mm, got yeah. you. Well, that's <clears throat> on 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 the fact of, of people killing themselves. You know, this hit this hit home uh, uh, a young boy uh, in Iowa during all of his classmates are on a Zoom. The teachers teach him; they're all on a Zoom. Kid shoots himself during the, the Zoom. Thing. I heard about that. Yeah, yeah that's. And, I mean, it's not. You know, that was an Iowa kid, and then there was a kid right across the river in Illinois just a week ago. Mm. Um, his father came home. The kid's a really good wrestler. He's a 12-year-old also. He's a really good wrestler and a really good football player. And uh, his dad came home from work and took his gun off and put it on the counter, went out to start the grill, turned around, and the sliding glass window was right there. And his 12-year-old son put a gun in his, his dad's gun in his mouth, killed himself in front of his dad. This shit is happening all over the country. And they are, yeah. our, they are abusing our children, abusing our children. And I tell you what, uh, this is getting this is getting to the point where, you know, I'm going to start snatching up. You know, I, I don't want to visit violence on anybody, but you, you almost have to get to a point where you you grab somebody by their shoe collar and you pull them into your face and you go, "You're going to change. You're going to change, or I'm going to physically make you fucking change because." Right. You're not well, doing and, this and, to my children anymore, man. You're not doing this to my kids anymore. Well, and again, it's happening so much just with the kids, but even adults, you know, adults are fucking, you know, beating their children, beating their dogs, beating their wives, like I said, killing themselves, relapsing. And it's just, uh, I yeah. mean, the, the psychological trauma that they've wrought on everyone is just kind of one part of it. But again, so what, to kind of go back to what you're saying, like, what's the, what Soros doing? They need this implosion, man. They need us to turn on each other. Because yep. then on top of that, they'll they'll rebuild their new normal. But right. they definitely, like Pat was saying, they have to call some of us. I'm sorry. So speaking of implosion, that's a perfect uh, transition, actually. Do you guys ever see, um, at least in the developed countries, there ever being a traditional form of warfare ever again? Or do you think this moving forward, it's all asymmetrical uh, intelligence, all that kind of stuff? I think it's, I think you're going to see I think you're going to see physical conflict. I think um, I think it's 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 coming. It's coming without a doubt. Um, you know, there's just there's just too many pissed off citizens right now. Um, right. I just I just don't see it not happening. And and you know, a lot of my friends, former special forces guys that live on the east and west coast, mm. um, out out in the Virginia area and uh, San Diego, California, down by you know big Marine bases down in Nevada where there's air force bases. All of them are saying the same thing They're, They have never seen this much military equipment and air, air uh, movement uh, right. in their lives. This is a massive, massive uh, amount of military equipment and people being moved right now. We, we, we are literally getting ready for a potential invasion. And up in Maine, a good friend of mine who lives in Maine, you know, there was talk about, um, a fighter jet dropping bunker busting bombs and killing a bunch of Chinese soldiers up on the border. Right. Um, oh, well, this guy, this guy lives, my friend lives up there and he goes, I felt two massive, massive booms. And they were I said not, it was an earthquake. It was, it was named, it was said as to be an earthquake, but, but he said, there's no way these were earthquakes. It was, wow, just I heard about that. Two, two separate massive, like booms. Yeah, and, and yeah. just the earth shook. And that and that F sixteen uh, that, that went down right up in Michigan that had ordnance on it, I supposedly during a training exercise. That could mean nothing, but mm. yeah, some strange shit. 
what do you think, Jeff, with respects to uh, with respects to there being traditional warfare? Well, I mean, it, it, from on a global scale, it depends on how developed the nation is. Like we're moving more and more into asymmetrical warfare as we conduct warfare on a global level. But like in the middle ground, you're, yeah, you're always still going to have your your soldiers, your Marines, your army, et cetera. And even even when civil war takes, you know, picks up, some of it will be I'm not necessarily it'll still be kinetic. You're, it'll be more guerrilla stuff because, right. you know, to hate to use the term right versus left, like the right so many more guns, so much more training, you know, these guys are, you know, it just, it's just an ass whooping, but you're still going to see stuff more on a, on a guerrilla type shit, taking out power grids, mm-hmm. uh, like localized ambushes and shit like that, because face to face, if you will, or full on battlefield, it's just a rat. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're always, depending on the level of the conflict. And like I said, how developed the nation is, what type of conflict you're talking about. It's definitely moving towards more towards asymmetrical. But like I said, you're always going to have those, uh, those bullets, boots on the ground. Right, right. Now, Pat, you were saying uh, just before Jeff uh, answered as well, you were talking about how your friends, former uh, SEALs and what have you, special operations guys, are starting to see a lot more aircraft coming uh, across the skies and all that, particularly in the U.S. Now, this is something I'm asking because I'm sure my audience would love to know. I know you guys have your sources within the intelligence community and all that. Is there anything you guys can say with respects to uh, UFOs? Now, I do want to say before you guys answer that I, if you guys were given a choice, as in you think it's strictly military, uh, do you think some of it's extraterrestrial, or do, what do you guys think of all that kind of stuff? Well, I've, I've never, so, I've never thought it had to be mutually exclusive. I think a lot of the military stuff we've seen has possibly been back engineered by something we've right. either had exposure to or whatever, but it's um, it's very interesting, the timing of these kind of conversations. Even months ago, the Pentagon released this footage and this, this, right. this Israeli Air Force guy, I think, said, you know, there's a Galactic Federation watching us. Right. I mean, I've, and I've heard that for a long time. I used to listen to old Art Bell and Coast to Coast back. I mean, that's not a, that's not a unique story, but the timing of it, mm. as we build a space force, as we're trying to, in a race with China, to militarize space, you know, we've heard of the old project Blue Beam. I mean, it's, it's the, the timing of it's just interesting that we're hearing ab- about the aliens again, but seemingly some more and more legitimate sources. I'm just a born skeptic. So whatever it is, it's going to be, you know, well, yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. I think that they're, you know, they, as Jeff was mentioning in the Pentagon releasing, you know, yes, UFOs are real. Uh, you know, then the Israeli uh, general, former head of, uh, was it their Air Force or their space program? I don't even know. But he said, yeah, that, that, that aliens are real and they've been among us. They just don't want to they just don't want to show themselves yet. And then Trump sitting in his office uh, with the head of the general of Space Force, the, the, the head guy of Space Force, saying, We've got new missiles that are 17 times faster than any missile that's ever been created. And he goes, I call them super duper missiles. Yeah, I saw that. And I think he was saying that to plant the seed of letting let people know. It's almost like I started putting pieces of the puzzle together and I went, wait a minute. All of this information coming out um, and, and planting seeds and at, at least Trump may be trying to give us little little keys. Better way to create a new world order than to do a massive false flag attack on major cities around the country and around the world with these super duper missiles that nobody can even see. Um, 
taking out buildings all over the place and UFOs flying around and okay. saying we're at war with, with the galactic freaking, you know, conquerors. And everybody needs to get together and we need one small army and all this other shit, which was part of Agenda 21. Right, right exactly. So it, right. one last thing on the on the UFO subject I did want to ask was if, and I don't mean to be too uh, protruding or too direct, but if you guys were to ask in a hypothetical situation, any of your intelligence sources, if they're familiar with this, would they be able to provide you with an answer off the record? Or uh, do you think they're not familiar with with the whole UFO? First of all, I have no intelligence sources. (laughs) That's my intelligence source. Doesn't mean they have to be, I'm not saying they have to be alien. I'm just saying UFOs of some type of military craft or reverse engineered, whatever. I think, I think, I think it's uh, like Jeff said, not mutually exclusive. I think it's going to be both if it happens. Gotcha. I think it's going to be both um, potentially. Uh, Or, you know, Look, the false flag UFO attack, I'm sure we've reverse engineered a ton of shit. We've, right. we've heard people that used to work at Area 51 and all that, you know, that, you know, but yeah, absolutely. Are there certain yeah. things, if, uh, if you say, for example, Pat, if you were to ask them in a closed off setting, are there certain things uh, where they would say, listen, I can't talk about that. Like, I'm sorry, but I can't. Um, you know, my, as my best source, um, you know, he, he just, says, look, you just can't say my name. You can't tell who I am. Right. You know, and, stuff. and I go, you know, to be a legitimate journalist, you have to reveal your all that other stuff. But here's the thing. What, legit- what legitimizes our sources is going back in time and listening to our shows and realizing that everything we've said came fucking through. And it's right. happened. Right? That's all we need. And that's why our ratings on iTunes and other, other platforms started to crush you know, a lot of major, like Fox News and CNN and all these other, um, yeah. uh, you know, personalities that have their own their own shows. We've been destroying them in ratings, um, and, and the reason we're destroying them in ratings is not because we're more eloquently. Uh, Jeff might be. Jeff probably is a, a lot more intelligent than ninety nine percent of them. Um, but it's because we've been telling people the accurate stuff, right? We've right. been right. We've been correct all along. And so, you know, that's, that's the proofs in the pudding. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I was going to say, um, so with respects to, I just want to move a little bit more to the sort of the, the bio um, or the super soldier programs. There's been a lot of talk about that lately, but I personally feel, and I could be wrong. I feel like this has been something that world governments have been experimenting with for probably uh, decades now. What do you, what are your guys' perspectives knowing the, having the sources you have and knowing what's going on and obviously you know, traveling the world and being all around and seeing things. What do you think is a super soldier uh, scenario, a legitimate threat, or do you think it's just something countries say to kind of talk shit to each other? Well, super, super soldiers um, in our CIA program that have gone on for years, you know, part of, you know, MK Ultra and all of that, you know, the, the music right. stars, you know, the, the Frank Zappas and the, and, and uh, Jim Morrison of the doors and, and others who had parents who were in the intelligence community and CIA and all the other shit. We actually had a girl on our show um, who was educated in all the best schools, uh, didn't play any musical instrument, you know, all of that. Um, she was in, her dad's a CIA scientist. And they deliberately put their kids into these into these positions and, and get them so good at, with music and singing and super intelligent because they've gone to really good schools, all, that, all the other stuff. <clears throat> and then they move them into positions of influence, right? 
So that's the super the super soldier scenario that that we're familiar with. Although now you've got China working on genetically changing soldiers uh, to make them better, right? Right. Which is, which is some, you know, I'm not putting anything in my body that alters my DNA. I can tell you that. That shit. Well, that was, right. <laughs> what, what do you think, Jeff, with respect to the, the super soldier uh, programs going on? Yeah, I mean, it's like, like Pat was alluding to, I mean, the, the, the genome project. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, to interrupt you. I just wanted to say quickly that the reason why I asked this question is because if you, uh, if you heard a couple of days ago, France came out and said after China, they're developing a super soldier program just because they, they kind of feel like they're forced to, which is why I ask if this is a way of countries kind yeah. of... Yeah, sorry. Go ahead, please. Well, again, if they're if they're public with it, they've been doing it for a long time. Right. You know, like I said, they right. they had PlayStation CD laser tech technology when we were playing Atari, right? right. It's just how they slowly kind of meet it out to you. Right. So I get, it, it, I, I believe to answer your question, yeah, I think DARPA, um, that uh, the Defense Advanced Research Program Age, something like that. Yeah. Those guys are into shit that would just blow your freaking mind. So again, if we're publicly talking about it, without a doubt, and through like genetic manipulation, and there's also like the aspect of kind of predictive programming to this. If you remember the movie Gattaca years ago, yeah. dating myself a bit with like Ethan Hawke, where they just made genetically perfect, quote unquote, perfect people, just right. all spliced together through genes. So through nanotechnology and shit like that, I think we're going to be seeing, you know, if you get shot, some self-healing type things, you know, the, the wound closes up fast, way faster than normal through nanobite technology and nanotechnology, shit like that. I mean, it's kind of funny, you know, we all love Captain America, but he's the first kind of super soldier, Roy, you know, kind of roid head, you know, he got, got, the, got the serum. And of course it was a comic book, but I mean, that was kind of based off real shit and real stuff they were already studying as far as, I mean, sorts. granted, you can't jump up. Yeah, yeah, well, definitely, definitely. And that's kind of, again, how they slowly put it in your brain. But I mean, it's, so crazy a time to be alive like so much has changed i you guys remember i don't know how old you are bro but just regular tvs like the information superhighway is going to change your fucking world and they're basically talking about the internet and that was only right. 20 years ago man it's look at where we're at now we're talking we could store so much more information on the fucking tip of a pen than you know ever before it's just Technology right. is changing so fast right in front of us. But yeah, I think super soldier shit is definitely a possibility if not real already. Cool, cool. Um, the last question I did want to ask uh, before finishing this up, and again, thank you guys so much. Um, so the UK seemed to be at least publicly the first country that obviously uh, gave authorization for the vaccine and all that. But they were also the first country to issue out those uh, ID cards for everyone that took the vaccine. And then if I'm not mistaken, over here in Canada, Justin Trudeau, who already was the first one to mention the Great Reset, at least publicly, is now encouraging Canadians here to uh, have these cards as well. And one of the things that I don't like personally is that it, they're pretty much saying, well, you don't have to take the vaccine, but you want to get on a plane, you got to take it. You want to get on a train, you got to take it, things like that. Again, this is, this is the Chinese yeah. beta test or, or model, if you will, of the new, the new normal. You right. know what I mean? You're exactly right. It's not, you're not forced to do it. Hey, you're cool, but you can't do shit without it. You can't right. go to work. You can't rent a car. You can't ride a bus. You can't public transportation. Your kids can't go to school. Right. This is where the rubber is going to meet the road. But again, in my opinion, I, I, if you guys are going to do all this fucking horrible shit over here, let us do a breakaway spot over here and leave us the fuck alone. Right. You know right. what I mean? Don't set something up where we can't participate in and then tell us we can't, you know, figure out a spot of our own to not be fucked with in this way. Well, that's where, that's where, that's where the, the financial system comes in, right? 
Gotcha. So if, if the globalists win in this fight and they're able to cr create a digital currency that's based on nothing, then they can control like a grocery store chain. Okay, if you don't make it mandatory for people to have vaccines that come in your store, then you can't bank with us anymore. Like mm, you're, right. you're not gonna have money. We're gonna put you out of business. So that's how from the top they control all this stuff, right? So right, right now <clears throat> I'm friends with a guy who is uh, former SEAL, but he's also dual citizen American and Filipino. And he's part of the Filipino, one of the Filipino royal family. And he's he's one of my good connections as far as um, all that all the gold. There's so much gold in the Philippines that's stored there from World War II, right? Right. And right. so they they've taken ownership of that. And Duarte, the president of the Philippines, absolutely just hated Obama because he knew Obama was was a globalist and was basically trying to steal his gold, right? Right. Um, and putting pressure on him and all kinds of other stuff. Well, Obama, Duarte loves uh loves loves Trump because mm -hmm. Trump and a few others are doing their best to create a digital currency backed by that gold and gold that we suppose. Okay, to. okay. So that's the big fight that's going on right now because the one, the side that's successful in that fight, that will literally, that one fight right there will decide the future of mankind, whether we're slaves or not. Are you speaking specifically about things like Bitcoin or that kind of concept? Yeah, that kind of concept, a digital currency based off of the real tangible gold. Right, gotcha. back gotcha. to a gold standard. So, right. um, and that's 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 what we're looking at. So, when you when you the when you draw all the lines of the bubbles with all the different fights going on, right. that's in my mind probably the most, without a doubt, the most important one. So, mm -hmm. um, we've got to we've got to win that one. We have to win that one. So, you would say more important than um, well, I guess in a certain sense it kind of ties in with everything, but more important than for example, the, the, the traditional forms of warfare and things like that, for sure? Well, the, the way I look at it is, um, you know, I was talking, we had a, a former SEAL on our show that runs a training facility down in Florida, great guy. Um, and I said, you know, you guys are experts at sneaking into places, not being seen, right? taking people or killing people and getting out. Nobody even knew you were there, right? right. But if, if Skylink is allowed to continue, and the surveillance state is put into full force, um, you can't do stuff like that anymore. Yeah. Right? How do yeah. you sneak into a place then? How do you how do you do anything? You, you know, they're gonna see you coming from a mile away. So that's that's a big problem. That's a big problem with the surveillance stuff that's, that's, that they're trying to do. So in my mind, I mean it's kind of a scary thought, but the grid needs to go down completely for it to be reset. You know right. what I mean? The grid God. needs to go. The grid needs to be fried to go down, and that that kills a lot of people by itself, right? Got you. And sorry, one last thing I did want to ask you guys was because a lot of this is—it's not even your guys' opinions. It's just the evidence tying back to China. Do you see any threat from Russia? Not not to say to be buddy buddy with them, but do you see them to be any type of existential threat right now or in the next five, ten years? Theirs is way more of a subversive right now uh, kind of warfare. I don't think they can military match up against anybody. I think Russia's, like most countries are, you know, you're, I'm, I'm cool with you until we're not cool with anymore. I mean, it's a kind of symbiotic relationship right now, but it's a means to an end. Right. I think, I think right. in the end, they're trying to, they've, they've got, they've got China in such a bad place, really in a corner. They are fucking scared because their economy is about to collapse. 
and they're not going to be able to expand technologically anymore. So now kind of they're, they're our bitch or, you know, Israel and, and Russia's bitch. But it's, it's interesting for me because it's like who, whoever controls the technology and whoever has their hand on the switch and, and who's monitoring kind of everything, that's who's really running shit. Gotcha. And, you know, it's hard to tease out who exactly that is right now, but it's, um, yeah, it's crazy, man. So you're, you're saying right now, if, if for example, if, if you're Vladimir Putin right now, you're kind of taking a sidestep and kind of moving in, I guess we could say the shadows, so to speak, because the focus has been on China lately, or? Well, I mean, I think Russia is smart enough to know um, that Trump has gotten to the Wahlberg family and moved the microprocessing plant to Arizona for the technology for us to be able to, to put put china in the in the dark ages if we want that you know that's that's the biggest thing so russia probably recognizes one that we've got the technology edge um and two our military don't want to fuck with yeah i was i was gonna say yeah for sure militarily for sure our military is ridiculous Our, our military is by far the most powerful um in the world you know china will gladly sacrifice 20 million young men Mm-hmm. Um, who are never married and never have kids because there's not enough women in China anyway. You know, they'll, they'll just throw bodies at us. But, I mean, that, that, that's going to be... Do you think technologically be, China even comes close technologically or no to the United I don't, States? I don't, not militarily, not militarily. Okay. Although, although you know, the Clintons facilitated a business deal when Bill Clinton was in right. um, with a Chinese company on satellite uh, technology and stuff like that. They, I'm telling you, man, these people have been screwing this country over for a long time, and all that shit's going to come out. Mm. Uh, Jeff, anything you wanted to say before we uh, finish it up? No, like, again, it's 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 chestnut checkers, man. I Even as long as I've been into this shit, some of this I didn't realize how far some of this has gone back and how it's it's been a slow infiltration and a, a really a massively, wickedly brilliant psyop. And it's right. the position we're in, it almost sucks because we've, we just sat around while the Python slowly wrapped around us. And now it's in squeeze mode and like, oh, get off me, Python. We own a lot of fucking responsibility here in America and across the globe, but particularly in America for letting this shit get this far. You right. know, we, we sit around and we fucking celebrate and marvel at more Dragon X satellites going up from Elon Musk. Oh my God, isn't he so fucking cool as he slowly builds this smart grid that is really just gonna change how everyone fucking lives the world. After right. 9-11, the invisible enemy of terrorism. We did anything to fucking stop it. Yeah, go ahead and spy on me. Thanks, Edward Snowden, for letting us know. But fucking, we want him to spy on us because we don't want that to ever happen again. Fuck yeah, we'll take our shoes off. Yeah, you can body scan me. You mm. know what I mean? Fuck NDAA for sure. Go ahead and arrest me without a fucking lawyer and possibly assassinate me if you deem me as a threat to this fucking country. I mean, it's, we just let this shit go. And now here we are with COVID. Again, this invisible enemy that we're just giving up so much shit for. Again, the lockdown one. Now we're on lockdown two. Now we're on lockdown two, knowing what the first one was like. And the right. only, it's, you know, acquiescence is, is submission, dude. Stop fucking acquiescing to this shit. You can't just be a couple of restaurants we're seeing press conferences for in New York or wherever. It has to be a massive fucking resistance because the only yeah. way this shit can go down is if we participate in it. And yeah. it seems you can't and be I, using this. The fear-based trauma is what they've been doing for fucking decades. And they and fucking also freak the, us um, out. Sorry? No, I'm just saying that the fear-based trauma that the social engineers use to allow these kind of progressions of our rights, et cetera, is it has to fucking end. We have to recognize how they're fucking playing this, man. Yeah. Jeff and I were screaming, like, the first, right when they announced the lockdown, we, our first episode, we were like, 
do not comply. If everyone doesn't close right. their business and everyone doesn't wear a mask, they have no power. They lose all of their power. Right. And, yeah. you know, now, you know, I go to the grocery store and I'm my, maybe one of three people in the whole place without a mask on. And I just look at people and just go, this is ungodly. So when we understand as far back as we, as we have of, of what was coming and what was going to happen, you can imagine my reaction when somebody tells me that I have to wear a mask, right? Order food or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. and I've had two guys. I, I just had it happen to me in like my favorite pizza restaurant. Uh, Jeff, you know about that restaurant. Um, yeah. they told me I had to wear a mask. I said, I'm not doing it, man. I'll spend my money elsewhere. And, when all these people are out of jobs and there's no jobs to find and they're starving, they're going to realize why eventually when they're carving the freaking family dog up on the table um, after they cook that son of a bitch. So, you know, I had one guy down in Kansas. Um, he was a customer at a gas station. I come out of the bathroom and he's, he's probably my height and 300 and some pounds, just clinically obese, terminally obese. Right. And he, he shakes his head at me like, no, like, and I go, something wrong with your fucking neck? And he goes, you're not wearing a mask. I go, I don't need to wear a mask. And he goes, it's not about you. <clears throat> and I go, and he goes, it's about everybody else. And I go, you? I go, let's talk about you. I go, it's obvious to me that not one time in your fucking life that you cared about your health. You've been mm -hmm. stuffing your face with donuts your entire fucking life. And now me wearing a mask is supposedly going to save you. I said, fuck you. And the whole grocery store, I mean, or the whole, uh, the whole gas station, there was like 10 people in there. I looked around, they were all staring at the floor. They were fucking mortified. And I just, I'm not going to take any shit off anybody. I'm right. Just... When they tell you to wear a mask after all the research that we've spent and knowing what this is and knowing all about it, look, man, you can't stop the spread of a virus. You can't do it. Okay. It's going to run its course. And it's going to kill. It's going to kill those who are, are the weakest among us, just like the flu, just like the pneumonia. And I, right. I'm, I'm very sorry. And I, 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 I pray for people, um, you know, who have lost loved ones. And you know, I, I don't want that to happen. But it's inevitable. But right. wearing a mask and lockdowns is not how you solve this problem. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, guys, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to thank you so much for coming on. I want thank you so much for taking the the time out of your guys' day. Uh, you're you're welcome back anytime you guys like, and uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll just uh, wrap it up there. Well, well and we if you don't mind, bud, let me um, when you, we get done, we'll throw it on. Um, give me an MP3 of this, and we'll throw you on our platform. You got a pretty big show, but we thank have a few million you. listeners with. The, Hundred plus countries going on, we'd be more than show you some love, more than happy to show you some love. You guys are certainly much bigger than I am. I, I really would appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, That's awesome. Again, you guys are welcome back any freaking time you like. Absolutely, you, I appreciate it, man. Thanks, guys. We'll uh, we'll talk after. Take All care. Right, Take, Take care. care. Take care.